Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. My name's Will Anderson. Do you want to tell them what happened? Uh, we recorded a whole podcast and then the computer crashed and it went away. <laughs> no, come on, tell them what really happened. What do you mean? Well, we were talking about the supernatural. Well, that's true. And you were saying you didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah. And then what happened? We were talking about a horny ghost from... uh, The Northern Territory. The Northern Territory. Yeah. Because you'd found a newspaper article about Kevin, the horny ghost. Yeah, that's right. Who dragged this woman out of bed and tried to... Well, didn't try anything, but she assumed he was going to have sex Because he touched her wrist. Yeah. And apparently that's how her husband initiated sex, (laughs) was by touching her wrist. So she assumed that this ghost had touched her wrist. That's right. See, that's even... There's a flaw even in that, because if he was a horny ghost, wouldn't he just be like... You know, just putting his cock in her, like, hand? Like, I woke up with the uh, feeling of Kevin the horny ghost cock in my hand. Well, you can be horny and, um, you know, and still want to take your time. Like, you know, believe in foreplay. Like, really? You can be horny and gently drag someone out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that dragging someone out of bed counts as foreplay. Yeah. But, but surely if you're a ghost, you don't have to wear clothes, do you? Or if you died in clothes, are they the clothes that you were, like, cursed to wear for the rest of your life? Do you have, also have ghost clothes? I don't think so. Well, it depends. How does that work? It depends if uh, you ap- appear in corporal form because a, a lot of times these hauntings, yeah. the phenomena is like by an unseen force. So right. you could have How died. does an unseen force be horny then? Um, well... Like you can't have an unseen... Like you can't have a horny wind or a horny gust or a horny like, you know, shutter, you know, rattle. Well, I would suggest if I was like out flying a kite mm. and the wind got very strong... Mm. And push me onto my stomach, yeah. and then the wind got very concentrated yeah. and entered my anus from behind, <laughs> yeah. and went in and out, in and out, and then yeah. the wind sort of dissipated, and then I just heard the, <laughs> the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I would then say, yeah, the wind is horny. Yeah, but I don't think the wind would do that. Like, I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that but, like I've never watched the weather and it said, <laughs> make sure you stay in tomorrow. <laughs> Because some horn, the wind, the wind coming from the west is particularly horny and might rape you. That's right. Over Perth, we have yeah. a low pressure system yeah. moving to the north, mm. and down south in Fremantle, we have got a horny yeah. weather system yeah. that is some likely to pin you to cocks. the ground. <laughs> I don't think winds and ghosts aren't the same thing. Just because they're invisible doesn't make them the same. No, but say well, just but that's what I mean. If the ghost is appearing as a human, so just imagine you're not like a. You're not like a man in a sheet, and you're not like a I don't know a ghost. You're like a transparent man. Yeah, yeah. You know that you're kind of that ghost. So like, it, Kevin is just like a ghost that's in clothes. Yeah. So say you're a ghost. Yeah. Say I'm a ghost. I die now, right? Yeah. Do I come back only in the clothes that I'm wearing right now? Yeah. And so are those clothes now dead too? Yes. So, like, when I walk through a wall, like, the clothes would go through the wall. So, yes. they're not, like, real clothes. Well, they're, they're now operating on the, like, spirit level. Yeah, they're ghost yeah. clothes. Ghost clothes. Uh, but I'm can you have ghost I'm another clothes? Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Adam Sandler discovers where all those uh, socks go when you do your washing in. <laughs> ghost clothes! <laughs> Starring Christopher Lloyd as a laundromat operator. Yeah, and, and like, and Adam Sandler like discovers his laundromat and discovers these ghost clothes. Yeah. And what he realizes is that when he puts the clothes on, he can then have the power of a ghost. ghost. That's right. Yeah, totally. And what's the first thing he does? Uh, goes to a women's locker room and looks at new girls changing. <laughs> and, who, and who's the love interest? 
love interest is Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Rachel McAdams plays like the kind of um, she's the lovable, lovably clumsy, uptight uh, yeah. leader of a fraternity at one of the universities. Ah, uh, I was. I see. I would have thought she like Rachel McAdams might have been yeah playing a bit against type. You know, kind of like you know a touch of like they've made her some sort of quirky nerdy girl. Okay. That like you oh, know, she's, but wait, it's she's wearing glasses. Yeah. 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 Right. At some stage, she's going to take them off and shake out her hair and be the most beautiful girl in all the school. Yeah, that's right. When Adam Sandler the <laughs> reveals that he is actually the ghost that has helped whatever. That's you know, what helped, that helped save uh, her yeah. uncle's playground. Yeah. Um, so, but, so explain this to me though, because like... Ghost clothes. Ghost clothes. Yeah. How does that work? Like, I mean, I get the idea if you're coming back as a ghost, but wouldn't you have to be naked? Because your clothes can't... It's not, it's not the Terminator where like, you know... Nothing uh, that isn't organic will pass through. Like, I think the idea with ghosts, oh, look, I mean, when I say the idea, this is yeah. what I think, uh, is that, that as you die, it's like becoming a Highlander. Like, that, yeah. you stay trapped in that moment. So yeah. whatever you're wearing, because you, you're not, it's not corporeal anymore. It's not real material. Yeah. So it's just like the, the way you were, the, the last visual image people had of you on Earth, that yeah. is what they're going to see. Whether or not, like, you know. But your spirit isn't in your clothes. No, do you know what I mean, like it's a weird flaw. But you know how they do in ho- in horror films, or they do in films where. And that would suck if you died wearing something that like you didn't normally wear. <laughs> like if you're on your way to a fancy dress party, and yeah. then like forever you're haunting people as a pirate. Pirate, yeah. And you're like, I don't actually normally dress like. Well, a pirate. I think I think the rule is, you know, in films, people that... are like, why am I being haunted by Russell Brand? <laughs> <laughs> Amy Winehouse. <laughs> I mean, last last Halloween it would have been Amy Winehouse. <laughs> this Halloween it's going to be. Uh, one of the Jersey Shore girls. That'll have to be the big one, won't it? The dress up. Yeah, why am I being haunted by the Joker from Batman? Oh, Snooky. Yeah, Snooky. So, because I would have thought that once you're a ghost, because like... What I was going to say is like, you know, in films when there's a guardian angel and they always adopt the form of something that the person they're aiding would recognize. You know, that's like a device. So that's what I'm saying. If you died and you came to visit me, I imagine, so you didn't want to freak me out, you go, well, what do I normally see when I'm wearing Charlie besides the fucking cock ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're normally just in black. So you would, yeah. you know, your, your ghost, the, the spirit, whatever, your plasma, whatever fucking spirit's yeah. made up of, would form like a black jacket and black outfit. That's oh, it. right. So I can just form whatever. So I could form really like expensive Yeah, clothes. but you'd want to not freak I could rock out wearing anything. Yeah, totally. I mean, no. you could, if you really just wanted to kind of freak me out, like... Mm. You just appear to me and, and be dressed like in a chicken costume, but yeah. not explain it. No. Just like, you know, woo, like, oh, oh, yeah, I am your ghost. Yeah, and, and like, just don't mention it the whole visitation. You just yeah, like, right. you know. Because, like, because the thing about being a ghost, like, say, if you're Horny Kev, the ghost, yeah. Um, like, you could just walk around with no clothes on, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but you're invisible yeah. most of the time anyway, so. Well, exactly, but I mean, that's the point. Like, yeah. so you don't have to be wearing clothes. So but you're not going to grab some girl by a hand. Like if you're gonna if you're attacking her in a Darwin house when her family's there, like if you're horny Kev the ghost, you don't need to secure her or you can just teabag her while she's asleep. Yeah, right. Like if you're a ghost, like if you're an evil horny. But ghost. he might have been dragging her to like a more comfortable part of the room or something. And they, and this is the thing: she, the the woman in question, said that she was being raped. Yeah. But like, apart from all she felt was a hand on her wrist dragging her off the bed. Yeah. And I mean, th- th- there was no actual penetration. Like, no. let's not like let's not. Uh, Let's not convict Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Before the evidence is That's it's right. like innocent until proven yeah. spooky. Yeah. Is it right that we've even named Horny Kev the Ghost? Shouldn't Horny yeah, Kev right. the Ghost name be suppressed? That's right. Until he has like, you know, the right to a fair trial like everybody else. We're gonna get censored by the uh, supernatural uh, yeah. uh, uh oh, I bet he'll be at parties and he'll be like, uh, my name's Kev. You're not Horny Kev, are you? The ghost rapist. <laughs> 
Because I put my hand on her wrist, dude. It's hard to clear your name when you're a ghost because the only way you can tell people is through a Ouija board. <laughs> it's like, if it actually goes to trial, there's going to be three stone teenagers sitting in a witness box with a Ouija board saying, where were you on the night of the 5th, Kev? He was... <laughs> All right, well, I was mocking the idea that um, uh, there was a supernatural and I was saying that I don't believe in ghosts. And then mysteriously, yeah. the computer crashed and yeah. the program that records our podcast crashed and yeah. there was ne'er a trace of it on my no. hard drive. God. So what yeah. more evidence do you need than uh, as a ghost? Mm, I know. Well, I think actually, like, you've actually stumbled onto the main reason people do believe in ghosts. Unexplainable coincidences. Yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty much. That's basically... Right there, you go, well, one thing happened and another thing happened uh, and it happened at the same time. Therefore, there's a causal link between the two of them, which is just not true at all. <laughs> Did, have I ever talked about... Somebody said to this to me the other day because I had a really bad cold and they, uh, I was talking to the doctor about it and it, it was flu, so I had to get um, antibiotics. Yeah. But he said, if it's just a cold... I said, oh, what about cold and flu tablets and stuff? And he said, there's actually no link that cold and flu tablets... He said, the, the flu just passes. Yeah. And just because when you have the flu... You take cold and flu tablets doesn't and you help. get better. That doesn't mean those two things are happening at exactly the same time. You would have got better anyway. But no one thinks... But I never thought that. I always thought cold and flu tablets are just like a painkiller. Yeah, they're like... They, yeah, they, they, they suppress, suppress the, the symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. Uh, I was in a two-class yeah. brainwashed <laughs> by the Pharmaceutical Association. <laughs> that was... Wow, that was creepy. That was almost like Village yeah. of the Damned there. Yeah. So, no, I don't believe that a ghost uh, meant that our, uh, our podcast didn't record. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. If it crashes again, then it's yeah. definitely a ghost. So yeah. I'm calling an old priest and a young priest. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. The well, power of Bill do... Gates compels you. <laughs> the gonna... power of Bill Gates compels you. You're going to do like a, 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 a like a ghostly talk about my generation. You'll get like an old priest, a young priest, and a priest from sort of <laughs> generation like our generation. Yeah. <laughs> they can all bring their own shit to the table. Did I ever, have I ever talked on this podcast about when I started my junior paranormal investigation business? No, tell me more. When I because I was way into like um, you know ghosts. I had all these books on hauntings and ghosts, and you know, obviously Ghostbusters came out. And how old were you? Would have probably been about eight or nine. Okay. And so um, one of the books I had was like uh, instructions on like how to be a ghost hunter, like what you need. And it was things like, um, you know, at the time it would have been like a tape recorder. Now it'd be like a digital recorder, yeah. camera for taking photos, yeah. um, leaving like powder, like light dustings of powder on floor so you could see if like ghostly mm. footprints would appear. And so stuff. hang on, they make footprints? Well, this is according to this book. They Why did. does that work? Well, Aren't they sure. again like just spirits? Yeah, like but if I, you can manifest your own clothes, you're not having footprints, are you? But I guess if you are, if we if we take the the Patrick Swayze ghost mm. example, if he needs to move something, he applies like he right. exerts. If he concentrates hard, pressure, it concentrates yeah. hard enough. So maybe I don't know. But that's one of the things I was told to have in a ghost kit. Okay. So I packed up my backpack and yeah. I didn't have any um, uh, powder for dusting for fingerprints. So right. I took talcum powder. Oh yeah, well, and I, I had a notepad and a little camera that one of those old flashbulb cameras where you plug the flash into the top like an yeah. old timey uh like jimmy elson type camera because it's my dad gave to me it's like a it's a little cube and it had like five flashes in it so you go so i took that with me as well and it, I, was, it wasn't one of those ones where you had to hold the flash separately <laughs> i went under a little blanket a little flash pot next to me no it was old but not yeah. that old um and then so I, I took my kit and i went out and i proceeded to door knock pretty much my entire neighborhood like up and down my street around the block yeah. and would ask people if they had any incidents of paranormal activity 
<laughs> Did you say paranormal activity? Yeah, because I, I was I, I had the lingo down because I used to read all these books. Cause the, the, so run like, run us okay, run us through how that would have happened. Like I'm I'm at home just by myself. Like you know, so, I'm like a neighbour. Are like, we, right, we going to role play this? Yeah, I'm going to role play this. Okay. I want to f- feel how this actually worked. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, who was like one of your neighbours? Like, okay, you're Mrs. Cobb. Mrs. Cobb, and tell me a little bit about Mrs. Cobb. Mrs. Cobb was about um, 80 years old and a spinster. Oh, okay, yeah, and had one of those classic kind of like old lady spinster houses with the overgrown lawn and you know you'd hear sort of like music creepily playing from, oh, yeah, you know, okay, cool. from within the dark confines and she would come out occasionally and she's a bit demented so like she would come out and yell at like cats and, and things like that and then disappear so she was a bit okay. mental alright brilliant Mrs. Cobb um, yeah so, alright brilliant I, so I, she, was the, she was right next door so she would have been the first one I went up to so I'd just I'd knock on the door just a minute <laughs> I've just got to uh, put the cats back in the cage and I'll be right there hello who, who are you? I'm Mrs. Cobb. I'm Charlie. I live next door. Oh, little Charlie Clawson. Look at you. Look at you, little Charlie. Little Charlie always out in the backyard, sitting on the sprinkler. Good on you, Charlie. Uh, well, what can I do for you, Charlie? Uh, I'm just wondering if... It... Would you like to do a bobber job? A what job? A bobber job. What's a bobber job? Uh, you do a job for me and I'll give you a bob. Two bob, if you like. Well, well, abs- actually, yes, I, I would. I would just like to um, know if you've had any incidents of paranormal activity in your house. Oh, that's an interesting question, young man. You've been reading some ghost books, have you? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I'm just wondering, have you heard, um, have objects in your house moved and you don't know why? Do you hear any sounds that you can't explain? <laughs> have you ever seen anything in your in your room or felt like a, a presence that you couldn't explain? Oh, I must admit, I must admit that I have had a... Uh, a few unexplained uh, things moving about, and I've heard a few noises in the night, and I thought, well, I do live with 72 cats, but it could, could be them, but it could also be a ghost. Do you want to come in and have a look around? Yeah, yeah. Do you mind? I don't mind at all. Okay. Can so I get you a biscuit? Yes, that'd be great. What have you got? Uh, Scotch fingers. Is, it, is that it? Um, anything better? Got like TikToks? Uh, I have some uh, jam fancies. Yeah, jam fancies. Jam fancies. Great, brilliant. Shortbread? Uh, shortbread. Shortbread? Yep. You want a cup of Milo? Yeah, excellent. Right. Uh, can you not stir the Milo in? Can you just put the Milo in first and pour the milk on top and then I'll stir the Milo in it's myself? It's not a cafe, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what would happen after? So, you, so, I, so I did have that yeah, conversation yeah. and she did... Did people l- let you in? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, she, a few people let me in. She's the first one to let me in. And so I went around the house and I got out the talcum powder and I sprayed it like on surfaces and dusted it with like a little, um, you know, a little brush. And then I... So like, essentially you just spilled talcum powder yeah, on an old lady's floor. Essentially. Yeah. And then uh, I asked her questions at my notepad. And so I asked her those questions. I asked you and I uh, wrote down like, you know, all her answers. And then I took a couple of photos of where, she, you know, and she was, I don't know. I mean, she was slightly demented. So I don't know what she thought I would, if I was just a census taker <laughs> or, you know, she, census takers are getting younger and younger these days. But she let me take photos of her house, and then at the end of it, I charged her 50 cents. What? Which she paid. Are you serious? <laughs> and what did you say to her? You uh, said she was clear? Yeah, I said, um, I'll get back to you if I uh, come back with any results. <laughs> like, where were you going to come up with results? Well, I'll get the film developed. You're send I'll go back to and, the lab. and read over my notes. <laughs> and you've always got my number if, uh, if anything happens. I'm right next door. Just uh, throw one of the cats over the fence. Just- <laughs> and how, how many people did you do this So I did to? pretty much the whole block. And I, and a few people let me in. Like, a few were obviously, you know, were humouring me. Yeah. Or I'd say all were humouring me. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, most, but I ended up making about two bucks. Yeah. So four houses at least, probably. Right. Um, I'm not find... sure that everyone paid me the full 50. Right. I think maybe some people just gave me 20 to yeah. shut me up. 
But I went around a few, took a lot of photos of a lot of houses. Um, didn't find any ghosts. That was a bit disappointing. Yeah. But it was, I do remember one guy um, telling me that I think he actually, he, was, he would have been about 13 or 14, so he's a bit older than me. Yeah. And I, he very skillfully turned the game against me because I asked him if he had any spirit, like yeah. experience paranormal activity. And he said, um, oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He said, but there has been, you know, the attic stairs upstairs. Why don't you go have a look? And it was up like three flights of stairs. Yeah. And it was really sort of dark and creepy up there. And so I kind of got halfway <laughs> and turned around and said to him, oh, no, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think there's anything down there. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm, I want yeah. the full service. So yeah, uh, uh... go up. And so like he made me go up there and then like shut the door behind me. So I was trapped in this like little attic kind of area in the top of the stairs thinking, how long can I give it before I can fucking run screaming from the room? Well, at least you had your notepad so you could start like an Anne Frank style yeah, diary. Totally. Diary of Charlie Clawson. Yeah. But you couldn't do that now, could you? Like, no, because there's no get... way. Are well, because you... of Fritzel and shit like that. Fra- Fritzel? Yeah. Oh, the uh, Dungeon King. Yeah, the Dungeon King. Like, yeah. I mean, Fritzel the, French, the Dungeon Fritzel King. The dungeon King. Sounds like someone from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, no, tell Fr- people who Fritzel It sounds is. like somebody who's got, like, too many dungeons. Like, he's a wacky, like, <laughs> guy. Like, I'm Joseph Fritzel, and I've ordered way too many dungeons <laughs> from the factory. I've gone completely mad. I've lost my entire family in my basement, and now I'm raping them. So but- is, that, is that what... Because I don't know the Fritz, Fritzel case that well. He was the guy kept... I thought it was just his daughter. His daughter. Yeah. Yeah. German guy, yeah? Yeah, and but then she had like a whole bunch of kids. Of his kids? Yeah. In the sex dungeon? Yeah. And so what was the, what were her, how long was she in there? Uh, years. And where was her mum? Upstairs. Did she, did the mum know? No. Well, what? she says she doesn't know. How long was the daughter down there? 20 odd years or something. And she didn't know? No. What did she think was going on? Well, she didn't know. She didn't know. How like, do you hide a daughter in your basement for 20 years? Yeah, I know. And have her kids and stuff. Yeah, and so the kids are all born into the basement as yeah. well. And where are they now, these people? Um, are they like freaks? Are they kind of like... Is it oh, like they left them in the cars? basement. <laughs> <laughs> they seem happy. <laughs> they didn't know any better. <laughs> That's right. That it was show. their world. You know, I bet you some TV networks like, how do we yeah. put cameras in there? Don't tell them. Don't tell them about the outside. Let's put cameras in there and we'll fucking sell this show. Well, that's my thing with the Chilean miners. Like, I was surprised that, because people fell in love with that story, you know, the 33 miners underground. Um, you know, I was surprised that they didn't put cameras. Like, I know there was some cameras, cameras down, down there. Oh, they did have Yeah, because they got cameras down there and the, one of the guys became a bit of a star and stuff. But I would have thought that, like, you know, you could just do a Big Brother style. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the right. ultimate Big Brother, really. Yeah. Like, because it's blokes who, you know, yeah, they're thinking about eating each other and killing each other. And, like, you know, imagine on Big Brother if they had to poo in a hat in front of each other. Yeah, and... it would actually make it much more interesting yeah. if there was a, a, and then you a could cannibalism vote... room. Yeah, and if... you could vote out the miners, like, the ones you like the most first. It would yeah, be the opposite yeah, yeah, of Big yeah. Brother. You know, they could get to go out first, but the ones that you really hated could, had to stay down the hole. Does that... that I mean, it's been done lots of times, dating back to, like, even... <laughs> Running Man, but the idea that reality TV is going to get to that point where we're just going to watch torture videos. Like, I mean, you sort of see it now. Mm. A lot of those Fear Factor shows, like there's one that I've seen, I can't remember what it's called, but it's essentially people get put into like a a cylindrical room where they're played like, it's like, um, you know, uh, techniques they used to break up cults and stuff where they'll play them kind of like heavy metal and screeching animals and, you know, blind them with lights and stuff. And they kind of see like, how long you can endure this, you know, Guantanamo Bay tactics before you give up. I remember, and that's entertainment. 
It is like that. It's like sometimes I feel like you can't get any job now unless you go on a reality TV show. Yeah. You want to be a model, you go on a reality TV show. You want to be a singer, you go on a reality TV show. You want to be a chef, you go on a reality TV show. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like every single job would just have their auditions as a reality TV show. And it's not that old too. Like I remember when reality TV, when Big Brother and Survivor sort of really mm. took a hold. And I remember a lot of people saying, oh, we can't wait to this reality TV fad is over. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, yeah, it's now its own thing. Like, just like there are game shows and comedies and sitcoms and dramas, you now have reality TV. Like, it's its own strain now. Yeah, right, totally. And, it, and it, it, I don't think it is far away from that whole... But these, when people complain about celebrities coming from reality shows, it's like, well, that is a market now. Like, yeah. that is people want to see that. I mean, it's as... It, even though it's as far removed from reality as, you know, fire is from ice. Yeah. Like, it is still... People... It's entertainment. Like, people want to see that. And there do is just you, as legitimate... Do you ever think about, like, if you would go on a reality TV show? Like, do you ever put yourself... Uh, I like, would I would have done Big Brother if it wasn't televised. Right. I, I mean, the, the actual... I, I really... I loved the first couple of series of Big Brother. I yeah. thought it was really interesting. And then, as the contestants... So you just became, would have liked to live in a share house where <laughs> they gave you free alcohol and you fucked everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, the idea... I mean, the things that interested me about Big Brother was the no music, no writing. Yeah. Because I'm a writer. (laughs) I listen to music a lot. So that's pretty much my entire day. Like, I'm addicted to the internet. How would I go with no access to the internet? I mean, I don't know if I'd last fucking three days, let alone, what, three months, whatever it was. I I think it would always be interesting to see how you'd be perceived. Yes, that would be really cool. Like, that's the thing that I always think. Is like... Because I really like Survivor. Yeah. And so I always do sort of think, I go, how would I go... What would I be on Survivor? Yeah. Like, would I survive? Yeah. Or would I be like, ah, oh, look at Will, he's eating his own shit. <laughs> and it's, and we're on the plane, on the way to the island. <laughs> like, why is he gone so early? Bad Will style. You're drinking your urine and you haven't even fucking left the plane. There's a Mr. Anderson, you can have a free champagne or water. <laughs> it's, it's all right, I'm in the zone. But would you have done Big Brother, like if it was, just say it was a closed circuit, just say it was an expensive, um, it was like a consumer recreations product. Right. So, you know, you could just pay like $50,000 and they can set up this whole experiment for you where they'll bring in all these other kind of, you know, housemates and they'll shit it all on closed circuit TV and at the end, you get to keep the whole series and yeah. you get to see how people, you know, how you related to people and what they thought of you. You still do all the diary room stuff, all that kind of shit, but it's not televised. Would you be interested in something like that? Mm, that, that actually just sounds like, you know, a recruitment for Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds like that's what that will become. Yeah, right. Is that... Um, no, I... Uh, I mean, I'm an egomaniac. I would love to see that. I would love to watch a show three months dedicated just to me and what people have to say about me. Yeah, right. What about um, The Amazing Race? Could you think... How would you and Gemma go on The Amazing Race? I reckon we go pretty good. Yeah. We're, I mean, you know, we work together. Yeah. So we work together and we live together. So I think that we're pretty... Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I think I'd go pretty well. I I don't know that the traveling, I, <laughs> I get really tired traveling. That's the one thing I don't understand about that show is the jet lag. Like, I mean, the, those contestants, they hardly seem jet lag. They just seem to be so fucking motivated. I would just want like after week two, you know, just maybe take a break. Yeah. <laughs> we spend three days in the Week two of the amazing race. Three days in Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. And your challenge is drink as many pina coladas as possible <laughs> by the pool. How long does the Amazing Race go for? Like, the duration of the, the challenges? I don't know. Um, I mean, it might actually only be a short amount of time. I think it is a short amount of time. I think they film it a reasonably short amount of time. So if it's like, over two weeks... Like, on the move, you know, for two weeks yeah. or whatever. If it's two weeks on the move, sure. Yeah. But if it's, like, longer than that, I'd probably be pretty bad. Mm. 
I just yeah, I'm not a I'm not. I a, do like seeing that traveler. when the like you know because particularly like, partners, like you know, um, there is relationships where you just go wow, yeah, like those challenges, like they start just yelling at each other or being mean to Who each other. Who would you or, pick if you could pick anyone to be your partner on an uh, Amazing Race? Um, and it has to be someone you can't just say like Steve War. Right. Like it's got to be someone <laughs> who has a <laughs> why personal... not? Why can't it be Steve War? He'd be awesome because it's got all the because they all have a personal relationship, don't they? Oh right, so it has to be someone. Yeah, <laughs> you it can't be... say yeah. Like I want the yeah. rock. Uh, did, uh, yeah, I'm on this show with uh, Steve War. Um, what I mean, what's the nature of your relationship? Uh, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know it. No, I drank his tea. Yeah, we share lactose. Uh, their relationship is Will is a really big fan of Steve's Steve thought Will was someone else when he agreed to this <laughs> I thought he was Adam Hills um, from my life yeah. who would I choose to go on the amazing race with it'd need to be someone that I think I'm yeah I'd, I'd want someone kind of physical physically fit like physically fit because yeah. I don't th- like you know I, I think I could go well at like mental challenges yeah, yeah. but I'd need someone to they do they can like, do the chopping wood challenge or the yeah boxing one or yeah yeah right and and who was good company and had like street smarts well you just described like fucking the perfect person I, mean, <laughs> I know our friends I don't know anyone who fits Batman the guy. No, yeah, I would exactly. like to go on the amazing race with Batman <laughs> with Mr. Anderson <laughs> we've told you Andrew, that they have to be real people <laughs> Astro Boy, he's not even a human being. Captain Planet. <laughs> oh my God, he's not even an interesting fictional person. Indiana Jones, Mr. Anderson. Metal Mickey. <laughs> Can I go on with Metal Mickey? Um, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, this is what we were going to talk about in the other podcast. You'd take uh, Sherlock Holmes on The Amazing Race. Yeah, story. definitely. But then you've, uh, you, see, but you said you're, you'd be the brains. Uh, no, I've, I've decided Sherlock Holmes would be perfect because I've fallen back in love with Sherlock Holmes. This was the conversation we were about to have when the um, when the ghost the when ghost Horny destroyed Kev, our last when Horny Kev dropped his nuts <laughs> on the delete button. I should, you know what? I should just fucking get some talcum powder from the bathroom and dust dust the computer down and see if there's That's any right. a ghostly imprint of take some ghost photos testicles. on your oldie timey camera. <laughs> I'll still get. I've got fifty cents. I'm happy for you to give us a full report on this scene. <laughs> And you, you dust and you, there's like a giant sort of cock and balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just underneath like the signature that says Kev. <laughs> Kev was here. Kev was here. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the TV show, not the Robert Downey Jr. Guy Ritchie-ified no. Sherlock, which I haven't seen. Uh, I have seen it. I didn't I didn't love that. Oh, really? So, no. Why? Even despite the fact that I love... Um, RDJ. Yeah, RDJ. Uh, all the way with RJ, RDJ. Um, <laughs> I uh, he's amazing. Like yeah. I, would, you know, he's one of those guys I would just watch. He's the kind of guy I can read like the side of a cereal packet. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, um, compelling. But uh, I didn't like the movie much. I, I found it just it's it's a bit incom- incomprehensible. You know. Yeah, and it, it's the last role Rachel McAdams did before she did Ghost Clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Rachel McAdams. She'd be like, oh, you know, she'd get sent another script. What is it? Ghost clothes now? <laughs> Who's involved? Sandler? Oh, yeah, okay. I suppose so. I have great returns at the box office for doing these sort of projects. <laughs> and there's that new girl from Easy A who's taken some of my. Uh, yeah, she's the new it girl. She's the new. Uh, yeah, this year's yeah. Uh, Rachel McAdams yeah. is tomorrow's Emma Stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Emma Stone is McAdams 2.0. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she'd be fucking. She'd be spewing about Stone. Oh, she's Lindsay. 
Lindsay, well, what if 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 she's two point does that make Lindsay point one? <laughs> what is Lindsay? I think Lindsay's point one five <laughs> <laughs> before she goes driving. Um, so, so you're, you're talking about the TV show Sherlock? Yeah, they've done this reboot, this British reboot of um, uh, Sherlock Holmes, done by Stephen Moffat who did the latest season of Doctor Who. And also won Bathurst. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's, uh, it's fucking amazing. Like, the doc- well, the, the Doctor Who is amazing. Yeah. The Matt Smith Doctor Who yeah. arc is like, I cried at an episode of Doctor Who um, and I wrote on Twitter, like, I've just cried at an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, you know, I know, hello, ladies. And... I had like hundreds of people message me with the exact episode they thought it was, which was the oh, exact yeah. episode. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought Twitter would have been full of nerds? <laughs> <laughs> but I love Doctor Who. Doctor Who is like probably my favourite of all. Like somebody was asking me the other day about like whether I was a Trekkie or of a Star Wars. And I think I have more love for the mythology of Doctor Who than right, I do for... Even right back to the old series. Like yeah, definitely. Like the old series. I mean, yeah. I was into it as a kid. I don't think, I've, I, don't think I watched after... Um... Tom Baker, really. Yeah, right. There was a guy in the stripy candy suit after yep. Tom Baker. Yeah. Wasn't he? Like the pedophile blonde. doctor. Is he, is that, is that, he was. No, but I thought... <laughs> if that was true, I'd watch... I'm, I'm fucking going at the whole series right now. He also had lollies in his pocket for, for different reasons. You want to see Constantly my... luring kids into the TARDIS. <laughs> you want to see my sonic screwdriver? <laughs> I would... Uh, I mean... That's K9, now 69. <laughs> I was such a big, like, Doctor Who fan when I was a kid because it had that... It came with... It, uh, when you were, like, a kid grew up in the 80s, it had that perfect time slot where it was um, goodies monkey Doctor Who, Who yeah. and it was just like the and that uh, just before the news and like it was just always so like you know I'd leave you in a cliffhanger with Doctor Who and you get that Bow! and you're like fuck I have to do homework yeah. <laughs> that was always to me the sound <laughs> the closing credits of Doctor Who was the yeah. sound of must do homework must now. do my homework but I was such a big fan um, I had a teddy bear that I, um, my sister bought one of a stripy Tom Baker scarf. Yeah. And I put my mum's brown floppy hat on, yeah. and um, my sister helped me paint up a, a cardboard box into a, in, into a TARDIS. So we painted it blue and turned it to a police box and stuff. So I put my teddy bear in that box and run around the house like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> my teddy bear was a time lord, which is, it was probably at the time almost as impressive as the special effects they were using on the series. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really love Doctor Who, and this the new Doctor Matt Smith is like well, amazing. Well, to break down some of the mythology for me. So, Doctor Who is a time lord. He's who, a time lord. Who regenerates? Yeah, from the planet Gallifrey with two hearts, four hearts, two hearts, two hearts. Yeah. And so, what is his job as a time lord? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I don't know the basic concept. No, what? no, he doesn't have a job, doesn't he? So he's no. just a crime fighter. Yeah, I oh, do good. He's like the little hobo. He's, yeah, he's the, yeah, he is. That's exactly what he is. He's the eighteen, and he's the last. Like you know, by this stage, he's the last of the the um of his general of his yeah, yeah uh, of like the people of Gallifrey. Oh really? Yeah, like because because in the time wars, um, they got anyway that the, the, with this mythology in this these current ones, it's very much of those like the Daleks are dead forever. Oh, the Daleks are back. Yeah, right. Because like something's happened through time that yeah, yeah. some you know, it's always a good yeah. loophole. Yeah, so there's a lot of that going on, but there's a really interesting thing going on in the Doctor universe at the moment because he's on his 11th regeneration and in the old mythology he was only meant to have you know had 12 times that he could regenerate right but of course obviously this is now a really really successful franchise (laughs) it's only like 12 did we say 12 i think we meant 112 (laughs) (laughs) did we mention he got bitten by a radioactive spider and now is immortal (laughs) So they, they, they were they smart this time and they didn't cap 
the regenerations with this yeah. new. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just say it is whatever. Yeah. It whatever. Twelve. I don't know. How do many, we count, how many we count that one-off telly movie that had Jillian Anderson uh, in Eric, looking like in it? And Eric uh, Eric Roberts was in it. Was it Eric Roberts? Yeah, Eric Roberts was the main bad guy. Steven Spielberg was going to produce. That, that was going to be like a big feature film at some stage because Spielberg is a huge fan. Yeah. But then I think, you know, whatever reason he moved on and then helped make, get that TV up because that was quite a big budget telly movie. Mm. Who played the Doctor in that though? It was that... Um, he was like a... Uh, McGee. It wasn't it the With Nile and I guy? Yeah, what's his name? McPhee, McGee, McGoo, whatever. Magoo. It was Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a controversial casting. <laughs> Considering he was yeah. a two-dimensional cut. Yeah. <laughs> This is, a, this is an edgy reworking of the Doctor mythology. I don't say we'd reboot it, but this is a little too left to say. Well, I guess, like, you know, if you're going to buy the idea that he's a Time Lord who can regenerate every time he dies, the fact that at some stage he regenerates into a cartoon character is not that much more of a leap than the fact that, you know, he's fighting robots that can't go upstairs. Yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, if you've got a Time Lord who's passing through dimensions, and yeah. surely one dimension is a two-dimensional cartoon universe. Yes. Yeah. Of Hanna Barbera cartoon yeah. specifically, it'd just I mean. be great if sometime he just came back as like I mean, could, yeah, could be, he could be like a dwarf or like you but know he never has. He's always come back as a quirky Englishman. Yeah, quirky, quirky, slightly charming, roguish in- Englishman. Yeah, why does he always have an English accent? How come he doesn't come back as like a Quaslock with yeah. forty-eight tentacles and yeah, a penis growing out of his head? Well, I, I, all the Time Lords speak English as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then but they don't they aren't they kind of like Jedi in the sense that they're sort of respected around the universe. A yeah. Time Lord is like being yeah. a marshal or something like that. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And so they yeah, mm. were able to travel the universe. and But he stole the TARDIS. All oh, right. Yeah, but I don't is know if that's ever been explained. Box? Yeah, because it got stuck a... as a police box. Because oh. it used to be able to take whatever form. This is, I do remember this. It used to be able to take whatever form. Yeah. Uh, and then one day when he was like trying to blend in, yeah, because it was a disguise. The yeah. police box was the disguise because he was in London, yeah. you know, the police. Yeah. And then it got stuck on that. And so then, like, you know, he lands in on, you know, in the middle of the forest and he's in a police box or he's in the middle of a desert and he's in a police box and it's, you know. So, and, and the TARDIS um, is also, it's got that, like, it's small on the outside, yeah. but inside it's infinitely big. Is yeah. it infinitely big or it's just much bigger? Well, massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. But, it, what, and why is that? There's something to do with dimensions or something, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because it's not of time and space. It yeah. has no, it's not limited by time and space or something like that. Yeah. I've never understood. Yeah. The logic of that. I'm not sure that there is actually uh, logic because I'm not sure that time machines actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see. So the actual scientific explanation of how the TARDIS works may be beyond our <laughs> grasp. Ah, <laughs> uh, we made it up. It's a police box that's bigger in the inside than it is on the outside. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. I still to this day though would describe yeah. something as being TARDIS-like. Yeah. Like if I'm looking at a house to rent or whatever, yeah. and I walk in like, oh, it's like the TARDIS. And I've noticed over the years, fewer and fewer people have laughed at that joke. <laughs> oh, well, it's back now. You can Is make it? heaps of TARDIS references again now. because really? it's Yeah. But this, this Stephen Moffat, he's also gone, um, he's rebooted the Sherlock Holmes yeah. uh, myth. And it, uh, made, they made kind of like three telly movies. And so they've, uh, I've seen two of them so far. Contemporary. Contemporary, set in modern times. Right. So uh, Dr. Watson, for example, has just come back from okay. Afghanistan <laughs> uh, where he was like a, an army doctor. Yeah. And Sherlock Holmes is like a consultant to the police, like, right. you know, helping them with crimes. And what, and what was Sherlock's background? Was he like ever a policeman or anything official? No, he's like a brilliant, he's a, smart, he's a, he's a master of, yeah. What did he do for a job? Master of deduction. 
Yeah, well, he's a consultant that, to the police. And is that his one income? Because that yeah. wouldn't pay that much. No, well, that's why he needs a flatmate, Dr. Watson. Oh, they, they flat together? Yeah, they flat together. That's how they hook up in this, is they become flatmates. A doctor needs a flatmate? Yeah. Well, he's come back from the war. He hasn't got a job yet. Yeah, but didn't they didn't pay him while I was in Iraq? Yeah, but, well, you know, you're not, you're not getting fucking wealthy doctor seller in Iraq, mate. Aren't you? No, it's, it's you're a soldier. It's like basic training, mate. I thought you'd be looked after with the government and shit. I mean, how do, uh, otherwise... It's taxpayers' why, money, mate. Why would anyone go? Uh, national service? How about your country? Oh, yeah. Well, they're not asking for actors or comedians. <laughs> like, yeah, they might ask you to go over a couple of weeks. I'll just like, get my agent. I'll just, <laughs> you call my agent. No. <laughs> you can get me like... Country's being invaded. Well, call my agent. Yeah. Can oh. you get me $15 million to go and pretend to be a soldier <laughs> in Afghanistan? No, only if you're in a movie. I've explained this to you. <laughs> you can't get paid actors' money to actually just do these jobs. Okay, I get you, I get you. So I get my own <laughs> caravan though, right? <laughs> no. You have to sleep in a ditch. Right, and is my name going to go on the top of the poster? There's no poster, it's a war. It's an actual war. It's not Afghanistan the movie, it's Afghanistan the war. You have to go and fight. I got you, I got you. $350 a week. I got you. And a gun, three square meals a day. I got you. So can we bring in Andrew Kevin Walker to do some rewrites? There's no rewrites, it's a war. The whole thing about us losing the war, it's a bit of a downer. (laughs) We just sort of changed the ending so... Like, the insurgents are losing and we're winning. This is why we don't have our actors (laughs) to go to war. Um, yeah, so it's cool though. Like I like the Sherlock Holmes. So he's a master of deduction. Yeah. So he's um. So he. That's can a just... great thing to be like a master of, <laughs> don't you think? Like a master of deduction. Like that's not a term you hear commonly applied these days. No. I reckon in Victorian times, probably you know, it was a you would describe someone as being a master of deduction. Mm. But I mean, you wouldn't say that now because it's so easy to deduce. Ju- 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 that word. It's so easy to deduce things. Yeah. Now. Yeah, but like he, he like, but his kind of thing is like so he'd walk into the room and just say. Hey, um, you know, uh, you've been on holiday to to Bali, no. and you've been like, you've got a boogie bag with a suspicious bulge <laughs> in the back. Yeah, and you'll be like, "How did you work that out, Sherlock?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, your hair's braided. Uh, you've got a tan. You, you, you've you got, got your I've been to Bali too uh, CD DVD. You're in a shitty bintang singlet." <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of cool, though. And it's got the dude from The Office, uh, Martin Freeman, who played Tim. Watson. He's perfect. He's Watson. Physically, he looks like a Watson. Yeah. Does he have a little mo? Uh, no. Because I always thought Watson had a mo. Right. Does, I don't know. Does Watson... I've just, he, he always had a mo, didn't he? Watson? Mm, I just think When I think of him, like Commissioner Gordon has a moustache. Mm. Right. So it's like a sidekick moustache. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A bit. It's a very similar relationship, really, isn't it? Well, in this one, he doesn't smoke a pipe anymore, Sherlock Holmes. He just smokes crack. <laughs> Yeah, they've updated it because to think, that's what he likes to smoke to think. Yeah. So now being now allowed to smoke anymore. So he, when he wants to think about his theories, he puts on heaps of um, cigarette patches, nicotine patches. They don't actually do that. Yeah. Do they? To like heighten his like awareness. So he sits there with all the cigarette patches on. And like, but the best updating of that would have been if instead of smoking like a pipe, you know, a pipe he smoked like a crack pipe. <laughs> he smoked right. meth. Like, Sherlock, what are you doing in the bathroom? I'm just masturbating for another 15 hours and then <laughs> I'll be out and I will know exactly who committed this crime. You got Dr. Watson on the phone saying he's out in the street again yelling at nobody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they have a knife on him. He's in his underpants. <laughs> I, I never really got into Sherlock Holmes, the old what? one. I don't know. Did you ever read any of the old books? I don't know. I can't remember. Even I, I like, grew up with the Sherlock Holmes mythology. Yeah. But I can't really remember. You know, all the 221B Baker Street. Or that sort so of Moriarty, that's his... Nemesis. That's his like joke at his Batman. Yeah. And so what's his special thing? Why is he, is he actually Chinese? Is that why he called Moriarty? Is Ch- Moriarty a Chinese name? <laughs> <laughs> that's not, is it? 
Moriarty. How do you even say it? Moriarty? Moriarty, yeah. I just always thought it was Chinese. I don't think so. <laughs> thinking, you're thinking of the bad guys from Get Smart. Who are they? I thought they the Chinese laundry. <laughs> they were called, what were they called? I don't know. But no, I wasn't thinking of them. Moriarty, no. I just always assumed it was Chinese. Really? It doesn't sound Chinese at all. I don't no. know why I thought that. That's weird. I need to investigate myself. Get me some talcum powder. <laughs> Gotta dust my fucking brain down to find out why I thought Moriarty was Chinese. I think no, they're, they're, I think I'm mixing up with some other um, Silver Age villain who was someone had like Flash Gordon had Ming the Merciless. Right. I'm sure there's a few kind of Asian supervillains. Oh well, the Orient was and, like a um, yeah yeah a, a, a source of yeah supervillainy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but like in the Bond movies, like yeah, yeah. you know. No, but I'm, like, I'm talking way before that. I'm talking like uh, you know, 19th century villains like right. that in literature. There, I'm sure there's a couple of like villains. Oh yeah, well it would have been because of like the tra- like you know you're talking about all the you know the, the empire and the trading yeah, and the yeah. yeah the mysteries of the orient. orient. Yeah, that's right. Where every Asian person had the long thin mustache. Mustache and, and smoked really nails. long like uh, And when they spoke, they spoke <laughs> the beard that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beard stroking. Yeah. There was a lot of like very <laughs> mysterious beard stroking going on in the orient. I'd be disappointed. If I went to the Orient and people didn't think by stroking their beard. Wouldn't you be disappointed if you went to the Orient and no one spoke in riddles mm. and no knew martial arts? You'd yep. be like, what? Come on. Movies have lied to yeah. me. And Confucius was just a guy who said lots of really random shit. Can you think of one like mainstream Western film that's had an Asian guy as a lead role that hasn't, where he doesn't know martial arts? No. <laughs> Can you name me one where you had an Asian guy who doesn't know martial arts? Uh, the Karate Kid. Yeah. They always have to know martial arts, don't they? Anything with Jackie Chan. If it's a Hollywood film, they have to know martial arts. It's kind of like if you see an Asian actor. Not actress. They can have girls. They can. You see girls all the time. But if the guy's in it, it's like, oh, he's probably going to bust. At some stage, we're going to see him bust out some martial arts. Oh, no. The guy from Harold and Kumar. Right. Yeah. Harold. Yeah. Or Kumar. Harold. Harold. Yeah. He doesn't know martial arts, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and the guy from um, Revenge of the Nerds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or does he know martial arts? Is there a scene where he, uh, There must be a scene. It's an 80s film. There must have been a scene. If it's an 80s film yeah. and you've got an Asian guy in yeah. the cast, and at some stage... At some stage, he would have dressed, been dressed up in some ridiculous karate-looking outfit. Yeah. Like, he would have had a massive headband and, like, a giant white karate outfit to we, do some karate. My pet peeve is when you see, like, a show like, um, you know, the new Beverly Hills 9210 or Gossip Girl, whatever one of those teen shows are... And they have, like, an Asian actor on, actor or actress, who's obviously, like, you know, third or fourth generation, yeah. yet they still ask them to speak with an Asian accent. And you can see that they're, like, they're, they're doing an accent, but it, it sounds awful. It's like, why yeah. are you making these people speak in an Asian accent? Like, is it going to shock the world to have them speak in a normal accent? It's kind of weird. Uh, Jin from Lost. I know it's not the a Korean movie. girl? Yeah. The, uh, no, Sun's the girl. Jin's oh. the guy. Okay, right. Yeah. He doesn't know martial arts? No, he, he looks know like he knows arts. martial arts. I'm <laughs> <laughs> racist. <laughs> the Korea have a martial art? They're uh, Korean, right? Yeah, they? I yeah. guess so, yeah. I think so. I can't remember. Well, that's another stereotype yeah. is do all Asian countries have a martial art? Oh, well, um, I don't I know. I mean, it seems like they do. Yeah. China have Kung Fu. <laughs> Japan have Karate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thailand have Muay Thai. Yeah. Vietnam. Taibo. <laughs> Vietnam have uh, the platoon soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's weird, isn't it, that some like parts of the world would develop like a fighting style? Like, how come white people don't have a fighting? Where does style? Tai Chi come from? I think that's Chinese. Right. I think so. And in Brazil, you've got um, capoeira. Oh yeah. Mm. So how come how come white people didn't? Because we, I guess, we're sort of like invading we were into, everyone. We were into <laughs> we punching people. We, we were big on punching and stabbing. Yeah, that's right. Working out things you could throw at people or fire at people from a long way away. Or just giving people blankets that were riddled in disease. <laughs> Here you go. I would have loved those. We've was... been trained for years to become ninjas. Excellent. Wrap these yeah. blankets around you. They're riddled in our diseases. <coughs> we yeah, win. Take this. It's a gift. <laughs> I would have been pretty amazed. Can you imagine those... all these warriors on like the you know the the beach and they're all lined up and they've been training for years and and they're just like that's excellent. Just before we start, <laughs> <laughs> take yeah, this. Here's a gift. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the first guy, though, to say, you know, the first Western to land in China, and he and he goes out and, you know, he, he meets the Chinese people for the first mm. time, and they get into an altercation, and so he puts up his fisticuffs, yeah. like, Queensbury style, ready yeah. to throw punches, and then he sees this guy start busting out, like, yeah. flips and kicks and shit, like, Ninja what, shit. what would you do? You'd just be like, are we, st- are we still fighting now? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> Should I have nunchucks, too? <laughs> so- but what is is that? Do you reckon that's why like white uh, people didn't learn like didn't develop a martial art is because they were just they were dominating with swords and, and yeah. massive numbers instead. We what what up, would the Australian? We were martial- coming up with like dances and shit. Yeah, yeah like, bad. We were, yeah, like we were concentrating on the bus stop, <laughs> <laughs> not bush city limits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the ja- the Japanese might have had karate, but we all knew the fucking macarena. <laughs> <So, laughs> What would the Australian martial art be? Like you'd have to base it on the I guess the the the, the animals. You'd have to like like kangaroo style. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, emu style. Well, I mean, there's indigenous like fighting techniques Is like, there? with well, I mean if you look at like the the boomerang and stuff like that. Uh, it's not hand to hand combat though. Well, yeah, there's indigenous weapons, but it's not hand to hand combat. No, I guess. Do so. you reckon a boomerang actually worked? <laughs> Like, I'm not questioning a 40,000 centuries old culture. (laughs) Do you think boomerangs are a conspiracy, like global warming? No, I think the conspiracy of a boomerang is... I don't believe the boomerang. I believe the boomerang was faked by Aboriginal elders. That's right. There is no boomerang generation. (laughs) No, my my question is... So the idea of a boomerang, right, is that you see an animal, bird or whatever, you throw it, knock it on the head. Are you meant to get the boomerang back? Like, only if you miss, even to get the boomerang back. Is yeah, that right? that's right, yeah. If you hit the bird on the head, though, yeah. you still got to go get your boomerang. Yeah. But it'll be right near the bird. So... You're going to have to get the bird as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's no problem when you're going over getting your bird to grab your boomerang at the same time. They've found... They've fallen pretty much at the same spot. Spot. So, how are you meant to catch the boomerang? Is it going to hurt when it comes back? <laughs> Like, cause how heavy is Charlie's the only guy running away from his own boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't understand. The least like... impressive boomerang throw. <laughs> oh no, it's coming back! And you're like hiding behind a rock. Well, surely throwing like... an Aboriginal elder in front of the <laughs> Come here, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm seeing another Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Adam Sandler living with a tribe of Aboriginal elders in the middle of the outback because his car breaks down yeah. and it becomes like you know. Uh, you boomerang. <laughs> Um, oh, the boomeranger! He's got red, red hair. hair he's got yeah, red yeah. hair, <laughs> and he like is lost in the middle of the desert <laughs> with his red hair, and like you know, adapts the ways of the natives. That's Bo- right. Boomeranger. <laughs> they will make that. Adam Sandler is. Yeah, I just I think it's a I, I think it's a fairly. Uh, if you throw throw a boomerang and you miss, it's coming back at you at terminal velocity, so mm. it's almost going to be coming back harder than when you throw it because it's only 
because you throw it to the point where it misses the bird and then it comes back. It's only completed half its journey. So when it comes back, it's going to be at full speed. No, it doesn't accelerate. Doesn't it? No. Because that would... Uh, no, it's, it's, it's like it's running out of energy. It has a certain amount of energy and then halfway it turns around and by the time it gets back to you, it's you know falling down in its flight and the energy is coming to an end. Well, let me put this to you, uh, Dr. Will. <laughs> if you, you know when you're playing cricket, yeah. when someone is bowling to you and the ball bounces before it comes up to you as yes. a batsman... Is it coming up faster or slower? Slower. Because the, the pitch is taken away. Yeah, taking away some of the speed. But why does it feel like it's coming faster? <laughs> I don't know, because it's closer to you. <laughs> is that what it is? I always had a theory when we used to play cricket on a wet day and the balls would skid. Well, it would depend. Yeah, I mean, I think you could get increased speed through a skid. So if you're playing on one of those old school... Um, yeah, cricket pitches that were yeah, with, with, with a composite ball. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, if you were playing on something that was essentially high speed plastic, <laughs> bowling something that was wet and high speed plastic, yeah, I think you could probably because you're min- increase minimizing the, the friction between yeah. the ball and the pitch. Yeah, yeah, right. I've always wondered about that because I used to, I'd be terrified when I was used to play cricket when I would see that ball coming off the pitch, and it was always I had this optical illusion that was traveling at me faster. Mm. But if it was a wet day, you'd hear the seam coming around and it would sound like, like a little ball of razor blades is flying towards it. I think if you threw a boomerang in space, it could keep going, but it wouldn't come back. Wouldn't the arc just be bigger? <laughs> Maybe. Imagine that. Like you've thrown a boomerang in space and you think it's just fucked off and then like 25 years later, <laughs> it just comes back. It's one step for man, one giant leap. <laughs> Boomerang through the helmet. <laughs> I did see a doco on um, uh, Morgan Freeman's doing this thing on Foxtel, which mm. is all about time travel. Uh, not time travel. It's about the universe. But right. they did an episode about is time travel possible? Mm. And they were saying, uh, scientifically, traveling forward in time is possible because if you were able to build a ship that can travel at the speed of light and you travel away from the Earth at the speed of light, essentially what is passes as a year for you you'd come back in 10 years has passed on Earth. So if you move, if you pull it, it's about gravity. If you, the further you get away from the gravitational pull, you come back, time passes. But whether or not you can actually reverse time is, um, that they, they said can, there is a, a minor chance you could do it, but it would only be to like such a minimal time. Right. Like there, there's some... But you've of, not really gone anywhere. It's not, it's, it's got no practical purpose if you just like fucked off into space in a ship. What do you mean? And then you come back and it's 10 years later. Well, you can land anywhere. Where though? What's going on? There's nothing to do up there, so it's fucking pointless. No, you no. Well by just, the time you come back, you might as well just fucking hide in your house for ten years and then come out and go, oh, everything changed. But you've only uh, no. But you've oh, only, but you've only been away a year. year. Yeah. Right. I see. <laughs> that would be the, otherwise. The, that wasn't time travel. I just explained to you. Will. That was just going away for ten years. <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of what it was, and then no. you're back and like everyone's just ten years older. But you've only got a year older. You're traveling at the speed of light. Yeah. 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 So, okay. so yeah, you've right. only aged a year. Okay. Yeah. So that's, well, that's not too bad. Yeah. So if you belted away like for a year at the speed of light, and then well, and a year and, back, and so the, yeah, I guess, and so, it's like yeah. twenty, let's say twenty years has passed. That's pretty cool because yeah. you'd be able to see how. Well, where can we get one of these ships? Well, you got to build a, a, a something that can travel at the speed of light right. for a, an enormous amount of distance. Yeah. Okay. So they need a lot of petrol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're probably going to need yeah. probably need a Millennium Falcon or right. something like that. Okay. Have you got one? No, I don't. But. I thought hard rubbish yeah. than Vulcan, <laughs> likely to find like an interspace, interstellar engine or something like that. You reckon we could uh, fix up this Millennium Falcon and throw it out? <laughs> yeah, Adam, would you? Would you? If they could do it, if they offered that ride, would you be interested in doing it at all? No. 
Well, I mean, maybe, I suppose. If there's certain guarantees in place. Yeah. Like, you know, you you know, well, you know what you'd do is you'd just invest money and you'd get 10 years interest on, sell your house, fucking invest all your money in a high interest account, gone 10 years, come back and find out ants are running, the giant ants are running the, <laughs> well, that's, the planet. That's the fear, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know. Um, but the other thing is that I just don't, I don't know what the the great joy in coming back and all my friends being 20 years older than I am. Yeah. And, you know, everyone that I know and like and relate to and me missing 20 years of news. Yeah. Like, I'm just not going to be up to date. So I'm not going to know who anyone is. So you've got no interest in travelling forward in time? I don't think so. Unless I can just stay in. So why do you want to go back, though? You know what happened in the past. No. Have a look around. (laughs) And tell yourself not to do certain things? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just, like, see some of the stuff. I don't remember shit. Go back to 1988 and see me knocking, door knocking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Around Melbourne. You really you go back and like just rent an apartment for a week, knowing yeah. knowing that I'm coming in like in the next couple of days, and just set it up to be the most terrifying <laughs> house of horrors. Well, it'd be like that show. What's that one on the TV where they go? The, is it the Ghost Hunters? Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. The one where they just go house to house and yeah. just shake a camera and it's, scream. Yeah, and then that's and, the show. Yeah, I love that show. There's a new one um, that they're screening on Foxtel at the moment. It's called Celebrity Paranormal Project where they take five celebrities to like a haunted location and you know they set them challenges to do and the first how big are celebrities uh like you know reality show winners and right. stuff like that and i think it's a couple of years old because there's okay. a there's like the winner of um well you'd know a guy called ethan who won survivor oh yeah yeah of course ethan yeah. so-and-so yeah. um as he self-deprecatingly stated that his middle name is now from survivor ah. ethan from survivor whatever yeah. um but Gary Busey, <laughs> he was in the first episode. And as one of the, uh, I think Hal Sparks, the comedian, was on, on, and he said, like, he's pretty sure nothing in that house can scare him having spent 12 hours with Gary Busey. Gary Busey, Gary Busey they bring in to scare the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was the funny He's thing. the only thing that would freak out horny Kev. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. You do have a ghost. He is horny. His name is Kev. We only have one solution. Gary Boosie. <laughs> or do you have a copy of Point Break on Blu-ray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just play that over and over again. Now, um, are we going to plug the, the Facebook page? Yes. Hey, um, people who have uh, got questions for us, mm. please post them on the Facebook page yeah. because Will and I do read them. And... And as a matter of fact, we actually addressed one of you right. in the episode that just An got the An excellent answer about uh, duplication. Duplicator fluid. Fluid. Yeah. And we read it out. And we made jokes. We talked about it. We, we made an analogy that it no. was like crack or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was heaps better than this podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. It was you a really good really, one. Really, really, really missed, missed out. out. Someone else um, posted on Twitter <laughs> saying that um, they had fucked up dreams last night because of Tofop. Really? Yeah, it said, thank you, Will Anderson, Charlie Wilson. I'd fucked up dreams because of Tofop. I'd like to know what. Well, I just thought it was more like Inception. That, yeah. like, you know, he listened to it and then we somehow, through the process of this podcast, and did his dreams. Got his uh, pin number. Awesome. And now we've got now, uh, now we're spending all, each. Now we're spending all his money building a uh, spaceship that can travel <laughs> at the speed of time so that speed we can go into the future. And then we will come back in twenty years with this fucking bitching fucking podcast. <laughs> we will like be like the Bill and Ted, yeah, that's a right. podcast, and like you know we'll come back and suddenly like Wild Stallions are the biggest fucking band in the entire world. We'll come back to Earth and Tofop is just fucking massive. Yeah, while we Tofop is a message for peace. Yeah, like, that's right. People are like signing yeah. off with our catchphrases. No. There's like t-shirts, there's shrines built to us. Yeah, Kiss get involved. 
<laughs> for reasons. Why? Well, because remember they were in... Uh, God gave rock, rock and roll, roll to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that song was called Rock and Roll... Uh, 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 God Gave Rock and Roll Part 1 or something. Yeah. Oh, no, Part 2. Was it ever a fucking Part 1? Uh, it was like Star Wars. They were going to make a prequel. Yeah, right. <laughs> At some stage. <laughs> a lot more special effects. Like, you know... <laughs> Uh, a lot of my animatronics. One of the Kiss guys, Peter Chris, was going to be completely a- animatronic. Jar Jar Binks. It was going to be huge. Um, yeah, and uh, I want to plug Tofop Quotes, oh, which yeah. um, is not run by us. It's just run by somebody who uh, listens to the show. But if you uh, like a quote from the show, put it on Tofop Quotes on Twitter because when I see them, I can never remember having said any of these things. And yeah, they honestly, me endlessly. You, you could say you could write something on Twitter and mm. say it's from Tofop Quotes, and we honestly would have no idea if we said it or not so. often some of it makes me laugh though I often go oh yeah, that's, that's pretty funny, funny. <laughs> that's do you funny. know do you know your stuff and my stuff can you tell the difference no yeah I can because <laughs> 80% of it is yours I can't even remember stuff that we do on this show like I today listened to the last one we did at home just so that I didn't repeat the same stories <laughs> again today oh, fuck. we're going to run to that eventually I'm sure yeah. I, I, I want to tell you a story about my hotel um, getting uh, uh, caught on fire so that one's coming up soon okay cool I have, uh, yeah there you go All right. soon to come uh, there next you go. time there's your Doctor Who yeah. uh, uh, a little cliffhanger yeah we should go out on the Doctor Who a music. little tease yeah okay <laughs> Oh, shit. Homework time. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.